Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Welcome to our new twice a year episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Okay, of course I'm joking, but I know there's been another big gap again. There's been lots going on. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit uh, about that uh, during the show today. Now, this show, for those of you that have seen on the post that I've put out, um, it's a sort of a, a catch-up episode because uh, I've been I've been away for various reasons, busy with work, busy with my own stuff I've had going on, which I'm going to touch on a little bit. Um, and yeah, getting my school going again post-COVID, which I know we've discussed in, in previous episodes as well. And um, but yeah, today is going to be very much a, a case of sort of catching up. Um, going through a few different topics, things that have been happening. We are going to have Matt Chapman on as well. He's going to be coming on in a little bit. It's fair to say that as far as September's go for back to school, this one's going to be a little bit different to previous years. But we're going to touch touch on that a little bit more when Matt joins us later on. So, where have I been? <laughs> where have I been? Um, it's been a combination of um, busy with with work. Um, I, uh, some of you have seen probably on my uh, my Facebook. I'm just loading my notes up on my phone, hence me stalling there. I'm ready now. Um, some of you will have seen on my, my Facebook, um, I got the opportunity to uh, work on a film, a British film called uh, Rupture, um, starring my good friend, Mr. Mark Strange. And again, as you'll have probably seen, this isn't a spoiler or secret information. Um, you'll have probably spotted me in the trailer and I get to have a a, a nice fisticuffs, bit of a bit of a kick and punch session with, with Mark himself. Uh, or his character, should I say. Not actually had a fight with Mark, but <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to do that. I've seen him fighting in the ring. I don't want to do that. Um, but now I had a, 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 an exchange. I won't say too much. I don't want to spoil things. Um, but yeah, it was nice, nice opportunity to work on the film. Um, I was brought onto it by um, an now good friend of mine, Kieran Pandey, who um, actually... He submitted some stuff for one of the um, Cobra Kai episodes that we did. Well, maybe it was the Karate Kid episode. Anyway, it was one or the two um, that we've done previously. I think it was one of the... It either sent in a question or a topic point, something like that. Anyway, uh, I've known him for a little while. He brought me in on the film. He was actually the, the, the fight coordinator on there. A really great opportunity to uh, to get stuck in with my, my own fight sequence. And I got to do some gun work and stuff as well. But yeah, really... Really, really good stuff. Um, if you haven't seen the trailer, um, go check it out. I've, I think, I posted a link in the uh, the podcast Facebook group. Um, obviously, I know what I did whilst I was there, which I can't really talk about too much. Um, but I just can't wait to see it now. You know, it's it's always always good to to you know you've got an idea in your head about what it's going to look like, but um, until you actually see the final edit, it's yeah, it's always it's always a, a a nice surprise. Hopefully, we hope for a nice surprise. Um, I'm sure it will be, but yeah, that's one thing that I've been doing, and uh, another thing which is, well, I guess it's, it's a bit of a personal one, but um, plenty of friends are aware, so it's not like it's a super secret thing. Um, I've had to have a little bit of time off for my for my own um, my own health reasons. Um, nothing too concerning. You don't have to all start emailing me and you know, sending me cards, although you, 
can send me beer and chocolate. I mean, if there's anybody, any any companies out there want to sponsor the podcast with beer and chocolate, please please feel free to go ahead. But no, I actually have a little bit of time away, and it's actually going to tie in with uh, an episode that we've got coming up soon, um, talking about um, head trauma and, and martial arts. Um, Gary's going to be coming on um, to talk about uh, head trauma specifically within the realms of martial arts and um, I did actually put a post up in the the Facebook group about this for the podcast some of you have already probably seen it from a while ago Um, originally we had him scheduled to come on a while back but then I I had to take some time away I wasn't able to do the recordings Um, but the reason that it ties in is um, I suffer from a condition called cluster headaches which sounds like the wussiest thing Ever like I ah, go sit in a dark room and take some paracetamol, but they they're not actually headaches as such. They they they're closer to um, a type of seizure, um, which they're, they're horrible horrible things. Um, and I am convinced that I've I uh, the reason that I've got them is they've been brought on through head trauma, probably when I was younger, because um, I did some silly things jumping out of trees and and obviously with the martial arts training. Which, let's be honest, back in their 80s and 90s, early 90s, it wasn't particularly safe for anybody, let alone kids. You know, I'm not to say, I'm not saying that all the, my instructors were irresponsible or, you know, in general, but things have moved on a lot. You know, health and safety has changed. Sort of the approach that we take to to keeping our heads a little bit bit safer have, have, have came, come on leaps and bounds in the last sort of 30 years. So, um, no, 40 years, yeah, 80s, yeah, well, sort of 30, 35 years. So, um, yeah, we're going to be discussing that in more depth um, in, up, in an upcoming episode, but um, I have trouble with looking at screens and stuff when I'm, for me, they come around sort of every, well, I haven't had a, actually had a bout for six years, so they just came up out of the blue, um, and uh, I couldn't look at screens, and the medication I was taking was particularly strong, and um, I just needed to take a break from doing the podcasting because otherwise I, but I would have probably had to record each episode in about 17 chunks, which wouldn't have made for a very coherent uh, podcast. Least of all, because one of my side effects is it keeps me awake at night. So I actually went for six weeks where I didn't have um, a proper night's sleep. I was up probably two to three hours at a time each day. So um, anyway, enough woe to me just thought it right to explain where I was and actually how it ties in to the the podcast we've got coming up Uh, worth a listen because just before I go off this completely I did actually do a little bit of research into you know um, people that have the same condition as me Um, which is a quite rare which (laughs) just says it all about my look really doesn't it Um, a lot of them do feel like the, the potentially that they you know their condition developed through head trauma. So, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. So listening in for that one. Now, moving on to something a little bit more positive. Um, during that time frame, when I was just, you know, having a little bit of a sit back and taking things a bit more steady, um, I spotted some artwork um, for a, well, it's actually for a, a magazine called Eastern Heroes, which Mr. Ricky Baker, who's somebody I'd actually quite like to get Ricky on the podcast at some point. So if you're listening to this, or anybody that knows Ricky's listening to this, um, 
hook me up and we'll we'll see if we can get him on to talk about this and, and many other things he's probably got um, to talk about with regards to uh, martial arts movies and, and uh, the magazine and things. Anyway, I saw this poster um, from somebody called Shaolin Jar on Facebook and the, the artwork is, if you haven't seen it, it's Jackie Chan uh, sort of across the decades, different well-known uh, images of him that he's, that he's drawn in this fantastic style of his that's just absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, I reached out to uh, to this person on, on, on Facebook and said, you know, would it be possible to buy a digital copy? Um, and anyway, cut the story, fast forward a couple of weeks, and this guy sent me, actually sent me a massive print in the post, which is so, so, so super cool. Um, I actually did a little unboxing video of the print arriving if you've not seen it i'll see if i can link it into the facebook group um, but it was on my 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 own personal wall and on my instagram and the, the, this artwork is absolutely phenomenal so i just wanted to give a shout out to shaolin jar and obviously um if you want to go and if you want to see the the artwork it's actually featured on uh so it's volume one uh, number two of uh, the eastern heroes magazine if you get in touch with ricky baker on uh, facebook i'm sure you can hook you up but um yeah, the, the the artworks on that is absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Shaolin Jar is taking commissions at the moment uh, for artwork, but you can go check out some of the other artwork that they've done, and um, it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Now, on the subject of magazines, um, Nathan, who uh, you, if you think Nathan Salmon, who was back on episode some early numbers um, he actually bailed me out significantly he, con- <laughs> he called me from a hotel somewhere uh, because I'd had a guest uh, cancellation at the very last minute I was like oh I've got to get this episode out who, who can I get on and I had him in my mind for Nathan to be on for a while but at the very last minute he jumped on the, the show and we had a good chat about martial arts tricking and um, him running his, his centre uh, lots of stuff but anyway he's actually got a magazine I've actually got it right in front of me now he'll be able to say, here you go. There you go. You can hear it. That probably just sounded like a waftiness. But anyway, it's right in front of me and it's called uh, Project Gravity. And it, it's literally, it's actually a book, more so than a magazine. I'm a bit out of touch with magazines. I went to, actually went through WH Smith's um, yesterday and I just thought, God, I'll have a look at the magazine sections. And it, it just seems to, it seems to be now that the more and more of them are going to sort of more like a book format than a magazine. Anyway, I'm waffling on. Um, so yeah, Project Gravity magazine. It's a summer edition. It's the very first one. And uh, he sent me a copy in the post to have a look at. And basically the contact, uh, contact, the content is, so you've got parkour, dance, tricking, breaking, cheerleading, and martial arts. And he's got all sorts of cool, it's nice to see so many people in here that I know as well. Uh, but it's really cool. It's a really cool magazine. Um, and if you go to uh, projectgravitymag.com, um, you can you can pick it up there. The tagline on the back it says "Urban Sports Arts Lifestyle Magazine," and it's really nice. I've I've had a I've started having a read through it. Um, granted, I've not finished it because I've just not been in the space really, to be honest. But um, it's really well put together. And as I say, it's nice to see. Um, I least said kids like, I least said kids then sounding like a proper granddad. Um, <laughs> most of the people in here are half my age anyway but um, no it's great to see you know a magazine for um, these youngsters and, and, and adults let's be honest 
coming up, you know, there's uh, mention in here of obviously, uh, oh, this um, Terry Johnson school in the back, um, talking about some um, screen fighting courses that they've got going on. There's something I used to do that years ago. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on. Um, so go check that out. So one more time, that's projectgravitymag.com. Um, so there you go, guys. If you send me stuff in the post, I mention it on the podcast. How cool is that? Can't say better than that, can you? Right, let's get back to... Um, that was a blatant plug for freebies there. Feel free to send them. <laughs> I need to get a P.O. box. Um, right, moving on. So, um, in... Okay. I'm gonna, uh, a little bit more of a sort of a somber, reflect, reflecting, respectful tone for this next one now. Um, as many of you will be aware, um, the martial arts stunt community, uh, the martial arts industry as a, as a wider community, uh, lost somebody um, in a, the form of Brad Allen. Now, most people will know Brad from his work with the Jackie Chan stunt team, um, but more recently, he's been working himself as a, as a coordinator. Uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, most people will recognize him from uh, his one-on-one with, with Jackie Chan as particularly spectacular fight sequence um, in a film called Gorgeous where he's kicking and flying. And he, I mean, it, the, the immense level of tricking and acrobatics that, that Brad you know, has, it, it's, it's just it, it's insane. And most people will probably recognise him from that fight scene having not actually watched the whole film because it's just one of those, it's one of those scenes that gets shared around Facebook um obviously he, he did a lot of other uh jackie films as well and you, you see him pop up um pretty much across everything from the late 90s um onwards but an, an amazing amazingly talented martial artist and and somebody that i looked up to immensely he's actually a, he was a, a a few years old a good few years older than me um and you know he was definitely somebody that i looked up to and inspired to emulate um, and being, you know, the first Western um, stuntman martial arts performer to get onto the Jackie Chan stunt team, you know, it was that, it, it created that idea in our heads that, hey, you know, we could do that too and um, paved the way for a lot of other people as well. And, you know, such a such an amazing, amazing talent. You know, um, I posted one of his videos on my, my Facebook and just watching through it, just brought back all those memories uh, of myself as a, as a in my, I was in my late teens at the time. Uh, seeing him doing all these moves that just seemed impossible, absolutely impossible. Um, but yeah, um, a sad loss to the community. I am actually planning um, a tribute episode for for Brad. Um, so if you you know you want to send something in, it can be a, a memory, a favorite scene from a film, um, how he's inspired you. You know, if you actually worked with him, um, you know everything will be welcome. You can send them over via um, via uh, Facebook Messenger. You can send them on WhatsApp if you've got my number. If you haven't, it's oh seven eight zero two eight eight nine three nine one, and that's a business line, so I don't mind giving that out. But um, yeah, you can send me an audio clip on there. You can email it through. However's best to get the audio clip over to me, and I'll feature as many of them as I can. And you know, it, it, it's just a case of. I'm just waiting for the right time. It's a respectful thing to, you know, just give it some time um, and give people the opportunity to look back with fond memories of uh, of, of Brad in, himself and, and of his work. And, um, yeah, just, just, you know, show that respect as, as best we can. Right. 
Now, moving on, moving on. I've got my list up here again. Um, so what we're going to do now is, I think what we'll do is we'll head over to our um, chat with Matt, our Matt chat. And after that, I'll come back with, I've got actually put out a little, bit, a little thing on Facebook asking people to send over any questions or topics. And some of you, as you always do, you came through and you sent me some good ones. And I'm going to pick out two and I'll do those straight after we finished uh, chatting with Matt. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. We're on for our twice yearly catch up. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Chapman. Hey, nice to speak to you again, finally. I know. Been uh, a yeah. while. What was it? 2016? No. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been a little bit I've been busy with life stuff. I've already talked about it at the start of the podcast, so I'm not gonna bore everybody. I met I've already asked them for lots of sympathy. Like I I, I think I've already asked for a, a beer sponsorship and a chocolate sponsorship so far, this podcast. So um, that'd be great. It would, wouldn't it? Oh, well, it would. It'll happen one day, dude. Don't worry. I mean, I'm not complaining. Obviously, you know, mitmaster.com and martialytics, you know, you guys are awesome sponsors. Um, but chocolate and beer would also be fantastic. Oh, just imagine that, like getting a crate of beer every sort of month coming through the door and a couple of bars of chocolate would be fantastic. Wouldn't it just? I mean, probably really bad for us and, you know, not good, but still, I like the idea of it. Yeah, so uh, Foster's, Cadbury's, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and, you know, martial artists <laughs> like beer and chocolate. Target market. <laughs> worth <a> anyway, <laughs> back to the podcast. Um but seriously, if anyone's out there is listening, no. no. Um, September, it's 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 come around again so fast. Um, yep. It's that time of year where ordinarily we would have all been planning because we're, we're, martial arts instructors were all well known for being, you know, super awesome with our forward planning, aren't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which instructors are you talking about? <laughs> so since you know. Ooh, March time, we've had our plans in place for our September promotion. <laughs> but no, joking aside, obviously the world's uh, gone a bit tits up and we've all been sort of adjusting as things have been thrown at us. Um, and uh, so I don't think, well, I, I, to, everyone's different. I know in my, my situation, I've been obviously aware that September's coming um, and that it might be a little bit different. We don't really know what shape it's going to take. You know, um, will we just roll into September and the world would be a happy place or will they partially restrict us again you know what they're going to do either way there's going to be people interested in martial arts classes as soon as the schools go back of course yeah so, you know um but are there going to be anything is there anything going to be different you know do we need to advertise different do we need to promote it differently you know that's the thing i'm trying to figure out yeah um funnily enough i did a little talk uh to my coaching group about um the Back to school promotions and how we're going to be slightly different this time around. So we can have okay. a look at that. The timing of that is perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good suggestion from you. Um, so I came up with like six things that people need to be doing for back to school this year specifically. Um, one of the first things I thought was reactivation offer um, to ex members who might want to come back. And the way I usually frame this with my um, students when I was running a school was, you know, um, we'd love to have you back. We miss you. And we're going to get really, really busy in September to January. And we'd like to reserve a space for you. So before we get too busy, would you like to come back? Um, and usually 
that is most effective if you do it by a phone call, but it's the least favorite for martial arts instructors to do. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah. can't I just send an email? Like they don't want to, they don't want to pick up the phone. So, but it works much, much better if you actually just pick up the phone and just phone ex members and, and see if they want to return. So that would be the first thing. Absolutely. I mean, maybe a good opportunity for some out there. I mean, I'm looking at it at the minute is to find somebody to make those phone calls for you that likes making phone calls. I don't like making phone calls to people, to be honest, because <laughs> I have to pretend to like them. And I'm not very good at that. Um, so find somebody that is good at that and likes doing that, and um, or maybe just likes more people than I do, and um, get them to do it. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah, you, you can, can you find can, the resources around you, can't you? To can you not? To am I thinking things here? But are there not companies that do that, that, that yeah. will deal with it? they are but they're usually quite expensive and they do have certain um, like contracts that they want right. to sign to so um much better to find a parent possibly or yeah. a partner you know or someone who likes chatting to people and ask them to little like, dragon yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just give them a kind of rough idea of what you want them to say but it's more powerful obviously if the instructor chief instructor yes does the call because then people are like oh chief instructor's phoned me and he wants me to come back so i'm afraid yeah. you have to get on the phones chris oh. oh i know but maybe you're like number two number two is um facebook ads hooray hey so um there's three facebook ads i'd be running now if i was running a martial arts school one would be to parents in the local community talking about you know kids going back to school and um, how they might want to enroll their kids to give them support and build their confidence etc so fairly basic you can see a lot of the facebook ads out there for martial arts schools right now to deal with you know confidence peer pressure bullying all of that so that's quite easy to do mm. but i'd also uh, do a Facebook ad to appreciate teachers in the local community. Oh, so I would do a Facebook ad saying um, we want to thank the teachers in our local community for doing a fantastic job over the last 18 months and looking after our kids and now going back to school. Um, to support them, we'd like to offer them, for example, two weeks free training and a uniform if they re reply to this uh, advert. And then you can get people to contact you that way who are just teachers and you can market to just teachers on Facebook by targeting people who are teachers or by um, using the text in the ad to say something along the lines of teachers in your town we'd like to thank you for your and then make an offer to teachers very cool mm. that's number like two that. <laughs> writing things down and then number three is I would do a Facebook ad to mums who for an after school drop off class, if you have the ability to do an after school drop off class, you know, 9.30 a.m. sort of class, because a lot of mums have been looking after the kids throughout summer um, and, you know, not necessarily looking after themselves and not keeping up with their exercise routine and not having time for themselves. So if you create a promotion for mums to get back into shape after summer, mm -hmm. that another option so those three facebook ads i'd be running currently i like it i like it i know going back to the phone call um one mm. uh, i think you know you know him as well damien he, yes. he he has a lot of success with the phone calls he does he's a good dude he sits down for hours and makes all the calls and does yes. such a good job with it. And he's um, a really nice guy, though, and he really likes chatting to people. <laughs> so he's, oh, he just pretends he's horrible, really. 
<laughs> he's not. I'm just kidding because he's probably he's perfect for that because he really, really loves chatting to people. He is. So, he is, yeah. he is. He is. He is. He is. I've not disclosed his surname, so there's no data issues there. Anybody out there that's wondering yeah. who it is? But no, he's a he's a he's a, he's a cool dude, and I know he has a lot of success with um with the phone calls. Um, they do work because everyone nowadays is just used to getting messages and emails, yeah. and to actually phone someone and just have a chat with them is a major thing nowadays. Yeah, it's a connection, isn't it, as well? Yeah, um, if you handle it right. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, free Facebook ads I would be running currently to pa uh, parents in the local community, teachers in the local community, and mums for an after-school drop-off class. Next thing I'd be doing is I would be uh, at my old martial arts school. I had a blog. But if you don't have a blog, I would have do long social media posts on Facebooks all about back-to-school. So some titles you could use are things like 10 back to school safety tips where you list out 10 safety tips for going back to school um, a back to school confidence checklist where you write a long blog post about how you can build confidence to go back to school for kids and the third one i would write would be five tips for nervous kids going back to school all about going back to school all about how martial arts can help build confidence and deal with peer pressure and do cope with bullying and um all of the good stuff that we know it does. But these would be long Facebook posts with a call to action at the end for people to get in touch to find out more or to enroll their children. And I'd write these long posts and then share them in local parent groups, local PTA groups, local business groups, just to generate a bit of interest around back to school. So that would be my next thing I would do. Cool. Mm. Now, some instructors hate writing blogs and hate writing long Facebook posts. So that's fine. You could film a video of you talking about these things. Uh, yeah. But the problem with the video is, is when you make a mistake and you fluff it up, you then have to re-record it and it takes ages and ages. What are you saying? <laughs> well, you know what it's like. But sometimes <laughs> it's easier actually just to write a long sort of Facebook post with a good image, with a call to action, and just uh, put it out into the local community and see see how it goes. Mm. I like so to that both be, with those. What's that? And I went, you know, with the what you just said, I do text and video. I do I do both. Yes. Because um, some respond better to text and some respond better to video. Whenever I have an impo important announcement that needs to go in my parents' Facebook group, I do a text version first, and then leave it for half a day, and then I upload a video at the end of the day with exactly the same information in it, but yep. on another video. Yeah. Oh yes. It catches both ends then. Um, oh yes. Good. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next thing is a back to school flyer. So. Um, weirdly i know quite a lot of schools are having a resurgence with flyers so you remember from really? back in the day um wow. doing like walking around the local area delivering flyers and getting nobody phoning you up off of your flyers getting your hands chewed off by dogs that's right or cut by sharp letter boxes and yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all good memories happy memories oh yes but, uh, i would design a cool flyer with a strong offer i'd add a qr code to the flyer that links directly to your back to school offer yeah. uh, on your website because now people understand what QR codes are. They'll use them. They didn't know what they were two years ago, but now we know what QR codes are. Yeah. So that's easy. And then I would just print a small batch of about 250 to 500 and distribute them around primary schools uh, in your local area, specifically trying to choose houses that look like they have young kids in them rather mm -hmm. than like old, old person's houses and just test the results and, you know, wait a couple of weeks and see what results you get from that. And if it works, then scale it and do more flyering but you you know you could put out ten thousand flyers and pound the streets or pay someone to do it 
but it's just easy to just test with 500. It will take you an afternoon or a teenager an afternoon yeah. to do it for 20 quid. And um, you can test it. But some people have been having banging results with flyers because they're just rare now. Yeah. Yeah, some um, we use a, a local um, like community magazine. Oh, yeah. Um, and they well, if you if you if you're fair with them, if you sit down and explain and you know do a deal with them, you can quite often cherry pick the the streets um, yes, and they'll right. send you and, and you say, I want to put out 500 across these streets. And then you just make, you know, they send you an email with it when it's done. Uh, and I've done that before and get a cheaper deal with them because you're not getting as many out and all that. Uh, and I've done that a few times in the past. Oh, there's um, always deals to be had. You're good. Yeah. Negotiator, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. And uh, yeah, good at negotiating. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, I've done that, and and what's nice is that they send you the reports back and everything, and you know they've gone out, um, and it saves you having to do it. Yeah, I, I mean to be fair, I have used the time before, you know, listening to audiobooks or podcasts or um, you know learning stuff on the go whilst doing it. But like you say, I, I mean, I remember once doing thousands and getting nothing, and then yeah. one time we did literally fifty houses because it tipped it down, and we got three inquiries. Yeah. This is the randomness of it, isn't it? Yeah. So it's worth doing a little test. Uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can say flyers don't work and go back to it in six months. So that would be the next thing. Uh, two more to go. Back to school. So actually talking to schools. Now, in the good old days, you could do book bags, flyers and book bags. Yeah. Do you remember that? But that's not going to happen now because of, obviously, COVID. Yes. Um, COVID. COVID. <laughs> so they're not going to want you to do that. Although some of the clients I've been speaking to have managed to get back into schools to do things mm. like PE lessons, assemblies, but they usually have a pre-existing relationship with the school. Yeah. So if you do have that, I think it's time to reach out. Um, and what one of the guys does, which is very, very clever, is he gets the secondary schools that he teaches lessons in, for example, to refer him to the feeder schools, the primary schools. Yes. And get a recommendation you know, from the secondary school to the primary school to get him in to teach P lessons, for example, and that works gangbusters for him. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a, a chap that took part in one of the um, lockdown support meeting things that I was running, and he was saying that it's, I can't remember the name of the, the uh, what's the job title? Basically, they're like a liaison person for all of the schools within that, because yes. all the schools are part of like an academy trust. Yeah. And their job is to provide physical education activities for all the people within that trust. Yes. And if you can get to them, they will actively recommend you to the schools. Yeah. Because so they, they need that. people because that's their job is to. Yeah. That's what they that's what they do is uh, provide options. So you're, you're, yeah. you're helping them do their job <laughs> and they're, you know, they're giving your name extra clout because they're referring you. So it's a fine idea. Whenever the schools, if your if you've got instructors out there, if your kids ever do those, um, if they say, "Oh, we we went off to do, uh, we competed against all the other schools today, and we were chucking foam sticks around," and they have like these not sports days, I can't remember what they call them now, but basically all the schools come together and have like a a, a tournament. Yeah, the person that organises that that's the one you want to get to. They're the person. Yes, you got hunt them down on the day. Yeah. And who's organised all of this? The person with the whistling clipboard. It's probably yeah, them. yeah. That's the one. And then introduce yourself. Yeah, um, that's a great idea because you know once you get to that what they call a gatekeeper who controls what's going on, 
in those situations and you 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 work with them that's it it's yeah just don't so, introduce yourself as the key master the other thing you could do with schools is contact the pta groups in the schools they're usually on facebook and offer to, offer to help them in any way that they need well so not, not to go with an agenda but to just go to them uh and ask how can we help you and sometimes that gets you some uh, some some good work i've found in the past yeah i know pta groups are a bit scary but they are <laughs> And the final thing you could do is you could advertise to local PE teachers on Facebook. All right. So you could run a Facebook ad targeted to teachers, call out PE teachers in the ad and say, do you need help with your PE lessons? (laughs) We offer martial arts classes. Get in touch. Send us a message. That's not a bad idea, actually. It's not a bad idea. I know someone who's done it and it's it's working well for them because, you know, for a very low price, because you're only marketing to teachers in your local area, which is very small, you can spend very little and get uh, people getting in touch with you. That's really cool. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> not that cool. I didn't keep you awake. Yeah, I'm not sorry. You're not boring me. I'm just, I am just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, getting I'll old now. Last, See? I'll give you the last one before. Go on. uh, before we discuss Drum roll. Uh, google my business have you got a google my business listing um, i'm on google does that does that count is that thing well have you got a google my business listing are you on the map i don't know. oh yeah i'm on the map yeah Yay! then you have a google my business listing that you probably never touch but it's... it sends me stats every every week on email to tell me how many pictures people have looked at is oh that cool that's the one thing because if you optimize it properly and set it up properly, it should be getting you like five to ten leads a month organically without you doing anything. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things you could do for back to school is create a back to school offer on Google My Business specifically for back to school so that when people click on it, they get the offer and they can get in touch with you. Um, and you could add a promo video about your awesome kids classes and going back to school to Google My Business. Google My Business is like it should be a good lead source for most martial arts schools, but most martial arts schools don't touch it because they forget about it or they don't think about it. But if you think about how people find out about your martial arts club, it's one of three ways. It's either a referral, it's either they go on Facebook and ask, does anyone know a good martial arts school? Or they go to Google and ask, find me a martial arts school close close to me. And if your business listing shoots to the top, then you're gonna get that lead. Cool. That's I'm, trying to, six. I'm trying to look at my good i've got a google maps thing i get an update through every so often to tell me i've had one to tell me that i've had fifty thousand photo views that's something to be oh, proud of it's quite good yeah i don't even know if that's good i so I'm, I'm terrible um <laughs> but he sends me emails all the time google saying hey somebody's looking at your photos it's like oh that sounds creepy um, well, also, you should be able to put your telephone number on there, get them to email you, get them to book a trial class. You can add your booking widget to it. There's all sorts of things you can do with Google My Business nowadays. It's it's really good. And it's really easy to do. It only takes about an hour and a half to set everything up and then you just leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. There's lots that's to digest cool. there. Yeah, well, that's my back to school if I was running a school, which I don't run a school. <laughs> as that's a know. really long title for it. You need to streamline it. You can't call it that. What? Back my to back school to school if I was still running a school, ad- advertising don't. tips. <laughs> yeah, which I don't because it stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, 
people struggle with this they're like what shall i do and most people just bang up a facebook ad and that's about it but there's yeah. lots of other things you can be doing to you know fill your classes in september it's it's the time isn't it september and january the big times they are yeah they are um yeah you're right i think um i mean we've we've already started seeing an increase so it's it's definitely there um yeah and i think with every school it's going to be it's going to be slightly different isn't it you know people are people are uh, there's still a bit of diversity shall we say as to how people are approaching things some are still being really careful some yeah. are just closing their eyes and hoping for the best we're yeah. a little bit more of that <laughs> and, um are you, you still know. offering like zoom classes for people no. who can't come in no, no. gone gone <laughs> which i you know i if i remember back however i mean I'm, and i'm not done this intentionally just because i said it on the podcast but i remember ages ago saying as soon as that option to get rid of them is gone the vast majority are going to drop it like a hot stone because um it's we we, we kept it going but we was there were so few people doing it yeah um and of the few that were doing it they were coming anyway i think they were only doing it because it was there right um and it was just, just a, the faff of setting it all up and you know that's just no i just the, the demand for us anyway the demand just wasn't there so yeah um, makes sense We've actually only officially, it's, it'll be more because some of them probably didn't want to say, but we've actually officially only lost one member because of, you know, COVID, um, not wanting to train. So, um, you know. That, oh, okay. I thought, they, I thought you were going to say that they died. I'd be like, dude. No, no, no. no not that <laughs> harmless. No, but yeah. there, there probably will have been more. I mean, I'm, I'm realistic. There'll have been a few more, I would say. Yeah. But this was, you know, that's the only person that's come to us and said, look, we're not comfortable with this so we're not coming um uh, you know so that's just where we're at i mean we've got now we've gone back to just we're we're operating pretty much as normal the only thing that we've not got gone back to normal with is the reception area i've not put the chairs back out um because the parents don't want to stand and if there's nothing nowhere to sit then they don't come in and it just keeps that area a little bit quieter calmer there's less people hanging about yeah um, and, and it that's makes literally easier doesn't it oh god yeah. yeah it's so much nicer when it's quiet and um yeah that's so that's pretty much it you know um i know some people are still being quite tight with restrictions and stuff but i we did that all the way through followed all the rules did everything as we should um and i'm no problem with that it's just now it's a bit more it's almost like the government have made it personal choice like you literally unless you get the phone call to say hey you've got covid you're pretty much free to do as you please seems uh, that way and that's what people are doing and i mean I, and i mean looking at my own home situation i've got my son off out with his friends every day you know however many friends that is my daughter's doing dance or gymnastics every day mixing with hundreds of people yeah. and then coming home so <laughs> yeah. then i what's the point of me then going to the gym and putting in ridiculously high amounts of of, of control over everybody when nobody else is doing that anyway so it's you know uh, it, it's yeah we're, we're, we're the only the, literally the, the only way i'm getting involved is saying hey if you're ill don't come right yeah you're That's, not doing temperature checks and all that no okay well do you think there'll be lockdown 4.0 yeah i think there'll probably be more restrictions and when more restrictions do come into play then as i did previously everybody you know everybody that knows me knows i've, I've been a big um exponent proponent of saying hey do follow the rules do it properly yeah and for a very long time we went over the top 
with it, just how extra levels of, of you know, safety in there. But I think now, because everyone's just, not everyone's gone back to normal, but so many people have gone almost completely back to normal, you know, doing all the checks at the door and, and, and everything. And I was saying this to a friend of mine the other day, we were talking about, um, uh, but he was talking about, oh, if, if somebody in the household has it or this or that, we tell them that they're not to come and this and that. And I was like, well, look, I could put out an email saying to people, um, please don't come to school if you have COVID, which is common sense. Yeah, but it well yeah that relies on people one reading the email two not ignoring the email and then three actually knowing they've got it (laughs) because there's so many people walking around don't even know they've got it i how can i put in a policy to 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 mitigate against that you know somebody could i could have everybody doing everything perfect and stress about it and that one person walks in that's asymptomatic and then it spreads through the school and and i've had all that stress trying to manage it all so i've just sort of gone do you know what i'm going to leave people to be sensible and hope they're sensible and just say look if you're ill please don't come obviously if you test positive please don't come um (laughs) but you know that's 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 as far as i'm getting involved now we've still got hand sanitizing in place we've still got keeping people apart as you know as much as possible um in place but you know um yeah, other than that, we're perspiring and you know grappling and and doing everything we used to do. Cool. Um, and we've okay. either been really lucky, or people are respecting what we've asked, and we've had one confirmed case come through. Yeah. And thankfully, there was only one other child in the class. Oh, <laughs> that's when a, a quiet class is a good thing. Yes, yes. We just got dead lucky. It was middle of the summer holidays. Right. Um, and, and again, that you know that, that that particular child, they'd come back from holiday, they'd tested negative the day before, come to class, started feeling ill that night, tested positive. Oh, wow. So the parents have done everything right. They'd done all the tests, you know, they followed all the rules, and as quick as that, the situation changed. So yeah. I, that that was the one that made me think, I can't keep stressing about this anymore. I've just got to let people make their own judgment and and you know. Because that's what the government have said to us, isn't it? Ultimately, do do what you feel you need to do, and yeah, 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 yeah. That's, Hopefully, that's it doing. all works out all right, and uh, we we don't have to go back into the craziness. Well, you say that. I mean, there'll be lots of instructors all needing online training again if we all have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I still rather avoid a lockdown <laughs> rather than uh, line my pockets with my instructors <laughs> needing, needing my help. <laughs> I'm not that capitalist. That's it. The next variation. We see all stuck indoors forever. That's my evil plan. Oh, <laughs> like uh, what's it in Danger Mouse? Not the claw thing anyway. No, it's Inspector Gadget, isn't it? Um but um yeah, uh, whatever happens now, I mean we'll see, yeah. won't we? I'm not thinking I'm not I'm not thinking about it. I'm not even watching any of the updates or the news on it on anything anymore. I'm no, just not, it's just become too much, hasn't it? I just don't want to know. I just, you know, I've got to the They'll point. Let now. you know if you have to shut, and that's yeah. all you need to know, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it could be twenty-five thousand or six, sixty-five thousand cases. To I haven't a clue. I'm just not looking at it because it's not it doesn't affect me as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, not COVID doesn't affect me, but the numbers. It's yeah. <laughs> anyway getting sidetracked. 
It's bloody COVID. Um, so yes, uh, hopefully we can make this a bit more of a regular thing. I'm going to keep saying that. And, and then there's a two month. <laughs> I know, and then my, my life gets all dramatic, and I have to take a break again. <laughs> no, it's all good. But no, thanks for your time, dude. That's all right. Pleasure. Nice well, chatting uh, with you again. Hopefully, yeah, be good to uh, do this. Yeah, see like you at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Christmas right. special. Yeah, definitely. We'll just come out of lockdown. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Caused nice by one. Matt. Cool. Cheers, dude. Cheers, mate. Bye. Enjoy our podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today. So there we go, everybody. Some great advice from Matt there, as always. Hopefully that's going to help some of you out there with martial arts schools. This coming September, with all the things that are going on at the minute, I mean, this, I suppose this, you know, as, as I mentioned, there's still the, the unknown of, of what might happen um, once the schools go back. But uh, I think for now, simply having a plan ready for, for when everything does return. I know it's different from area to area. Some schools have gone back or are in the middle of going back. Some have. Uh, in this, in my area where I am in North Yorkshire, they don't go back to the next week, so got a little bit, bit longer. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, don't feel it's too late. There's still things that you can put in place because there's so much change going on. And I think that the demand for classes is, is still going to be there. The September rush is going to be there. Albeit, maybe a little bit different. Okay, so earlier on in the recording, I mentioned that I'd uh, put the question out there to people to send in any questions, anything that they want, what topics they want me to go through, and we had some come through. Now, I did actually mention I was going to pick out two, but it's actually three because one of them is a two part. Now, I'm not going to mention the names of the people that sent in the questions because uh, I didn't actually mention it on the post whether I would or not. So just out of fairness to them, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names. Anyway, the first question, this does actually come in from a martial artist in the UK. Let's really give it away. <laughs> Can narrow it down, like guess who? Um, does he have ginger hair? Does he wear glass? No, I'm joking. Anyway, um, as he would happen, he, he hasn't either. Anyway, martial arts and Olympics, what did I enjoy? What did I think of the coverage of the karate or lack of? And without being political, if that's possible, what did I think of the Taekwondo? Okay, so lots of it in there. So let's go back to his first question, or part of his first question. What did I think of the coverage of the... Oh, no, Martial Arts Olympics, what did I enjoy? I actually really enjoyed the judo. I really enjoyed watching judo, which is something that I've not really done a great deal of. Um, but ironically, I really enjoyed watching that. Um, especially the there was a brother and sister from Japan um, that became the first siblings uh, to win a gold medal, I believe, um, in the same event or this, the, the same event type. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, what did I think of the coverage of karate? I, I don't know because I didn't see any. So I'd love to... Oh, sorry, getting errors on my computer coming up here. That's what happens when you're using Windows computers for recordings. Anyway, um, I didn't see any coverage, so I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you, to be honest. Um... I know there was bits on, um, was it Discovery Plus and some bits on YouTube and stuff, but I, I, I don't understand what they were doing there, not showing any. I mean, if you get a new new sport, should we say, um, taking place at the Olympics and don't really give it any coverage. It seems a bit bit mad. Um, when I say coverage, I mean on the free-to-air uh, channels. Um, so I, I, I don't really have an opinion on that one. Now... <laughs> Onto the big one that I think of the Taekwondo. Okay, 
So I'm going to start this out first of all by this disclaimer time. All right, I trained in what is now known as known as WT Taekwondo um, in the late '80s and early 1990s. Did it for a number of years. Got to uh, blue tag or blue belts, one or the other. Um, it's that long ago, I can't remember. So you know, I have a certain level of um, affection for for the arts, appreciation for the arts. Um, I say that because, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get on the whole um, soapbox of back when it was done properly. <laughs> but I had, we had like one, maybe two gradings a year. So it gives you some sort of an idea as to the effort that I put into my training to get to that level. Um, now, now that I've got that bit out of the way, what did I think of Taekwondo at the Olympics? Uh... I have a massive, massive respect for the players, for the athletes, for the competitors, um, because it doesn't matter whether you're a competitive tiddlywinks player, UFC fighter, Formula One driver, everything in between. I have respect for anybody that dedicates themselves to a craft, to an art, to a world level. Okay. That being said, I thought that Taekwondo as it stands as an Olympic sport is guff, uh, rubbish. Um, it's that's probably somebody putting in a complaint message already. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry, but um, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's a mess, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's a mess. Moving to these electronic um, scoring devices has, has made an absolute mess of things because. You know that I remember again. I want to get back in the day. Um, but I remember going to tournaments and stuff. And unless there was a significant hit with a giant whack attached to it, big sound, it just wasn't scored. And now it's done by you know the the, the without want to sound disrespectful, the tiniest of tickle counts. And I'm sorry, guys, but what is that weird grabbing hold of the bodyguard and putting their foot on the side of the head? What is that thing? I'm sorry if there's any. WT Taekwondo players or you know, coaches or anybody out there listening to this now, but I'm just being honest. Um, what is that thing when they put their foot on the side of the head? Because it's, you can't call it a kick. You know, putting your foot on the side of somebody's head guard is not a kick. And it's, it's like a weird axe kick crescent thing. Um, and, and people are seemingly scoring head. I mean, I mean... I guess it's a sport, isn't it? So it's not technically a kick. It's, you know, if the foot makes contact with the head. But, oh yeah, something something needs to be done because it's just, it's not good. You've got people that don't even do martial arts watching it thinking, what is this? Um, I queue lots of complaint emails now, but anyway, there we go. Okay, so the next question came in via Instagram. It's actually from somebody I don't know. And he says, hi, I have a question. Um, how can I become a stuntman, if I spell that right? Obviously, I'm assuming English isn't his first language. Um, do you have to have some martial arts skill or to be an actor? Now, this is this is not an easy easy question to answer because uh, depending on which country you're in, you're going to have a varying different level of answers as to how to become, a, in air quotes, stuntman. Um, I've talked about this before on the show. Um, I've done what you might consider to be stunt work. I'm doing the air quote finger things <laughs> um, in uh, in other countries. And it's classified as stunt work because the requirements in whichever country it was, was that if you could do the stuff and they would hire you, then that was good. 
you're good to go, you're a stuntman. Um, over here, it's a little bit different. Uh, well, it is and it isn't. I mean, you, you can work as an independent stuntman. This is in the UK. Um, but for many, the preferred route is to go through uh, the, the stunt register um, and get onto their books as a recognised stuntman or stuntwoman uh, along the lines of their requirements. Uh, it's not a legal requirement, but if you're wanting to get in um, involved in all of the bigger productions uh, on, a, on a more regular basis, uh, unless you're a high, high, high level uh, practitioner of a specific uh, set of skills, then you're going to want to go through the stunt register route. Again, you don't have to, but it is recognised as being uh, the, the, the sensible option from the point of view of having regular work. Now, do I know people that aren't on the stunt register that get regular work? Yes. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much because it's a um, bit of a hot topic and uh, I, I don't really... I don't really want to get myself caught up in, in the middle of all that. Now, myself, I work as a what's classed as a, a special action performer or a screen fighter. So I only do um, martial arts type work or combat work. Will that by default have some level of falling on the ground, weapons handling, occasional higher falls? Yes, it's going to do um, because there will be some blurred lines sometimes. But it certainly doesn't involve fire stunts, car stunts, um, higher falls, um, you know, working with air arms, working with, um, I mean, sometimes maybe a bit of wire work rigging stuff, but mainly not. Um, so that, that differentiation needs to be made there and people need to understand that there's a difference, you know, just because you have martial arts background, you know, martial arts training, you know, you're handy at doing some flips, doesn't mean you're a stuntman, um, far from it. There are, there are lots of different steps to it. At one point, was I naive enough to think that that was enough to pass? Yes, because you watch a few Jackie Chan films and you see a few bits and you think, well, I'm a stuntman. Um, and, and, and it isn't. It, it isn't at all. Is it a good start point? Absolutely. Having a strong martial arts background, a combat trained background, it is going to um, set you up in good stead to have a, a, a really important set of skills. But there's a lot more to it than just that. Now... Does that mean that you can't get involved in films if you don't do the stunt training? Um, it depends, as I say, as to what level you want to work, what you want to do, um, how in demand you are, your, your skill sets are, your you know your look, your you know, physical appearance. You know, if you if you have something unique, then chances are you're going to find it easier. You know, as it stands for me, I'm just some five foot ten white bloke from Doncaster. You know, so there's a million and one of us. So I, well, Jones is a surname as well. So, you know, I've, um, I work predominantly, as most of you know, on my kicking. Am I the best kicker in the world? No. But, you know, in my 40s, I like to think I still kick reasonably well. And as a result, more recently anyway, I'm starting to get more work focusing around that sort of area, which is fine. But that, that you know, that is limiting. It's not something that, um, there's an awful lot of work for or demand for in the UK. It's increasing, um, but you know it, it's 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 limiting in that respect. So you know you really need to decide which direction you want to go, what it is that you want to do, uh, and, and how much financially and physically you're willing to 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 put into it to get where you need to get.
the good thing is with social media, there are a lot of people out there that you can speak to, you can get advice from. You know, um, there will be, as there is in all industries, there's there's occasional idiots that will um, talk down to you or you know just be rude for the sake of being rude. I've come across plenty of them. Um, you know, they're all cast assumptions. Um, based on what it, you, what you do, what you don't do, and that's just the same as in all walks of life, really. But you know, for for every one of those, there's ten other people that are really nice and and will be really willing to share information um, and help you out. Now, um, as I say, that that will change from country to country, um, so you will have to seek out somebody um, within the industry wherever you're located and get the best advice that you can. All right, hopefully that, that covers that one. So um, that was my three, wasn't it? Because it was that was the, the stunt work one, the karate one and the taekwondo one. Um, yeah, the taekwondo, jeez. I'm not going to get back into that again. <laughs> okay, all right, guys, so moving on. So um, I have a ever-growing list of guests that I want to get onto the podcast with all the hit and miss of um, the COVID situation uh, and then my school restarting and my own time off and stuff and Oh, what I do want to do at this point, actually, is give a big, big shout out to all the fans, the supporters, the listeners, because what's really cool is there hasn't been a day go by that there hasn't been a listen on one of the episodes. Um, I don't mean one or two. I mean, you know, a significant amount to be able to uh, show up in the stats, which is is amazing. It, it, it means that we've got to a point where we're sort of organically out there um, and people are finding us through all the different crazy algorithms that work out there in the internet and um you know apple podcasts and spotify and things like that it must be we must be showing up in people's searches through other things which is really really cool and it means that you know we're always getting listens every single day to, to episodes stretching back two years ago and that's really really cool and that's down to you guys listening and sharing links and and, and telling people so uh, keep that up if you haven't already if you have got if you have got an apple device and you've got itunes or um apple podcasts if you can go and drop us a review that really really helps a star rating and a review even if you just put something like this podcast is well ace um that that would be great because it you know it just it's an opinion um it's some text to go there and it, and it, and it really really does help you'll hear people say all the time but it really helps um but also a special thanks to our show sponsors so martialytics.com and uh, mintmaster.com because these guys have stuck with us now all the way through, even through the downtime when I've had to take a little bit of time away, etc., etc. They've stuck with us and they've always shown us support. So if you're a martial arts school owner out there and you're looking for a, a detailed CRM system, a system to track attendance, to take payments that you can access through your phone, through your iPad, through your tablet, through your computer, your laptop, um, absolutely everything. It's amazing. Um, go check out martialytics.com. Um, I've been, I'm not just saying that because I'm, um, sponsored by on the show i've been using using martialytics as a system since before podcasts were even a thing um oh maybe that's an exaggeration but anyway for a significant amount of time anyway now podcasts were a thing i think it's about seven or eight years i've been using martialytics now and um you know right from the get-go that's fantastic company um what i like about them besides the product being good is that if you've got a question, you can put it to them and you get an actual person that replies to you, like an actual proper person, not some bot or, you know, um, not that people in different countries at call centers aren't real people, but you know what I'm saying? You get somebody, 
a dedicated member of the team that gets back in touch with you, that somebody is actually involved with it, not just paid to sit somewhere and talk like they are. Um, and, and that's that's worth its weight, you know, in, in this day and age. Um, and then knitmaster.com. I mean, what more can I say? You know, obviously Matt Chapman's on uh, most weeks talking anyway. Um, but knitmaster.com, massively amazing um, selection of videos. And again, not just saying that because Matt's on the show and because uh, they sponsor the show as well. I've used Mipmaster's videos since probably a similar sort of time back to, to Marshalytics. I remember purchasing like a bundle of, of some of his videos and just the content that it's just hours and hours and hours and hours. And I actually still dip back into the, those videos for uh, focus bad drills from time to time now um, because my memory is appalling. But if I ever want to mix things up when I even I think, you know, I want to do something a little bit different, what can I do? Because I've only really got an infinite amount of headspace to try and remember everything, and, and I will just load up that file on my computer, find the video, watch the pad training, boof, got some ideas. Um, there is actually on there as well for those type people, and and let's be honest, this is a martial arts podcast, so there's a lot of really tight people listening. <laughs> I can get away with saying that because um, it's, it's true. Um, there's free stuff on there as well, and there's not. It, the cool thing with what Matt's done with the collections are it's not just oh, that's rubbish so we'll make it free it's really decent content some of it's actually uh, you know uh, workshops that were you know you had to pay to attend to be at that you can watch back for free so um, you know, really really good stuff so go check that out mcmaster.com uh, I think that's everything I don't think there's anything I need to add to that uh, obviously an extended thanks to our sponsors there because of their awesome support uh, please do go check out oh and remember if you want to support any of our sponsors or if you want to buy any of Matt's uh, products through mitmaster.com please please do go through the banner at our website which is kickbackpodcast.com because for each of the sales that go through that banner we get a little bit in return and it helps to keep our um, website going helps to keep our podcast going helps to keep me going <laughs> um, so please please do support us through there it would be really really appreciated alright guys thanks again and I look forward to speaking to you all very, very soon. Remember, we've got a ace guest on coming up. We've got Gary who's going to be talking to us about head contact, the importance of it. It's a really, really important one. I remember when I posted about this in the group, there was lots of really positive replies, some interested replies, um, because I know this is going to be one that's going to have people sit on the fence a little bit. But the, the topic of, of head contact at the minute, you know, we've seen the reports coming in from rugby, from football, how things are changing. And we as an industry, as martial artists, whether we're practitioners or instructors, school owners, whatever, we need to be thinking about this now because there's going to be changes coming. So we'll be talking all about that with all things being well on the next episode. All right, guys. Thanks again, as always. Catch you soon. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.